0: Howdy, folks. Welcome back to Lords of Order, the Dr. Fate fan podcast. My name's Ed Moore, and I am your host. If you want to leave feedback, you can send it to the Dr. Fate podcast at gmail.com. BigTimenoise.com slash Fate is the website where the episodes are posted. You can leave comments there. And Lords of Order are on Google Plus and Facebook. The book for consideration this episode is More Fun Comics, issue 56, from june nineteen forty. The Doctor Fate story is entitled The Search for Wotan, scripted by mister Gardner Fox, penciled and inked by Howard Sherman, and letters were by Mr Sherman also. So the story opens with a a little explanation here. Having thrown Wotan from the Wizard from a tall building, apparently to his death, Doctor Fate tells Inza, his beautiful accomplice, that he must search in the dark regions for Wotan's soul to prove he is really dead. So we have uh, Dr. Fate asking Inza if she wants to accompany him, because he is uh, going to be facing the gods of old, the fiery Baal, cruel Moloch. So I have personally no idea who those gods are, but apparently they're scary. As they uh, travel, they travel by way of some sort of dark cloud. So we have a couple panels here of bystanders seeing the clouds and wondering what it is. Is it a storm? Is it from a factory? What have you. Next we see that Dr. Fate and Inza have materialized on the shores of the River Styx. And as they wait for the boatman of Styx, it approaches and we have Dr. Fate and Inza along with some others who are dead souls. They're all waiting for the boat. So they all get on the boat, but as Dr. Fate and Inza uh, attempt to get on it being their turn, the boatman, um, who I believe is named Charon, but it's never stated here, prevents him and says, no, you're alive. You can't, you know, you don't have passage fee, fee to, to go across the river. Well, Dr. Fate uh shoots him with some kind of energy. It looks like fire the way it's driven, but it's just some kind of energy. Uh, scares the boatman, basically, into letting them travel. So, Dr. Fate and Inza gain entrance to the boat and travel to the other side. On the other side, there before them, Dr. Fate indicates is one of the seven gates to the regions of dead souls. Now, if if I recall... I believe Dante had seven circles. He might have had more circles than that. I'm not sure where seven comes from off the top of my head. But Inza lists them because she knows of them as being made of iron, copper, silver, gold, the unknown, gray metal, and alabaster. So the final one she names, the seventh gate, she names as alabaster. However, in the next panel, they arrive at the seventh gate And it is described as being the Emerald Portal, and it is colored green. I'm not sure about that discrepancy there, but they make their way through that final portal and stand before the Stairs of Judgment, at the top of which is Wisdom who rules the world. So he is on this quest to find the location of Wotan's soul, uh, has taken Inza with him, climbs to the top of the stairs, and it's a bright light as often a god from the, the Christian faith is portrayed, just a bright light, no uh, figure or shape or anything like that. In that bright light, he sees an image of Wotan, which immediately convinces him that Wotan is alive somewhere. So he grabs up Enza and starts running back to, uh, the, to, to Earth, And we see that they get there, and Inza's very glad. She says, the upper world again, how warm and jolly after those cold underworld regions. Dr. Fate is looking around trying to figure out exactly where it is they've popped up on the Earth. And as he's trying to get his bearings, the Earth shakes, uh, as it would, I assume, in an earthquake. Or at least that's what they tell us. But Dr. Fate says, no, it's not an earthquake. Actually, this is Wotan doing this. And to stop the movement of the earth, he again expels energy from his hand in the form of what looks like fire. Even more so now than the River Styx encounter with Charon and the the boat across the river. And he says that what Wotan is trying to do is increase the electric and magnetic flow between the poles. So his energy... Stops that from happening, sends the energy back, does some sort of thing to it that the trembling of the earth stops. And he further tells Inza that Wotan, by increasing the electrical flow, can explode the earth just as an electric load on an electric wire blows a fuse. So he's trying to short-circuit the earth? No, I don't think that's what he means, but that's kind of what it sounds like from his description. So they continue on their quest to find Wotan, uh, heading in a little bit more directly, but we don't know to what or to where. We cut to Wotan in some sort of laboratory, and we see a mock Earth that he is attaching um, electrodes to the poles, and flips a switch and sends a surge through the globe, and the globe just completely shatters into thousands of pieces. So he's he's trying to blow the earth up by increasing the electrical and magnetic flow between the poles. Interesting. Uh, so, okay. I, I didn't know it would quite work like that, but okay I'll, I'll go with it. Cut back to Dr. Fate and Inza who uh, are have no idea where Wotan is. So Dr. Fate communes with the elder intellects to learn where Wotan is. Those are his words. And a giant eagle appears to him, and Inza, she's with him, and tells them to follow him, and the giant eagle leads them to a house. We cut back to inside the house, and Wotan is telling us, I shall be revenged on Dr. Fate. I shall increase... The magnetic force between the poles and the entire Earth shall blow up under the strain. Thus, Dr. Fate shall die, and the world be no more. Destroyed by me, Wotan the Wonderful. Interestingly enough, as far as I can tell, his house is on the planet Earth. So, if the Earth blows up, won't it blow up his house, and thus, Wotan too? Okay. Um, Dr. Fate bathes Wotan's house with this same energy that looks like fire. Uh, it, it, it really does look like fire. It's kind of a reddish-orange as it comes out of his hand, and then it's, it's you know, like tongues of flame drawn, and at the extremities it turns into a yellowish color. It, it, I mean, it, it looks all the world like drawn flame, but it's just some kind of energy. By doing this, he he destroys the house, or he... He says, I'll blast his house from over his head. But we see in other panels, walls and and ceiling. So I'm not sure what happens there. Maybe he just blows a hole in like the side of one room where Wotan is. We'll go with that. And Wotan is surprised to see Dr. Fate because he's found him. And Dr. Fate says, it is I, Wotan, I come to demand a last accounting from you. How very polite. You know, he's, he's there to kill him, basically, to prevent Wotan from killing him. And he's using words like last accounting. Cool. So Wotan exclaims that he's not going to be stopped, and he reaches for the lever. And as he does so, he says, for years, you stopped me in my pursuits of evil, always balking me. Now I win and destroy the world and you. I was kind of surprised by the word balking there. I know balking in baseball, a balk, but I wasn't necessarily aware that balking was something commonly used or that you could do necessarily. I've only ever heard it referred to as what a pitcher does sometimes in baseball. It's the only time I've ever seen the word. But anyways, he's he's pissed at Dr. Fate's balking and Inza runs across to try to stop him from pulling the lever, but as she does, he grabs her by the wrist and pulls the lever nonetheless, and nothing happens. And he's very surprised. Dr. Fate tells him, Nothing happened, Wotan, because I bathed your machinery with energy from my body while you were raving about your vengeance. We didn't see that, necessarily. Maybe it happened off-panel, but Dr. Fate says it's happened, so we have to believe him doctor Fate continues, you tried an experiment this afternoon on a bit of ground where Inza and I stood. I too experimented with my source of power and found could control and found I could control yours. I've wanted to manhandle you for a long time, and he punches him with a sock. Not like a sock on your foot, but that's the sound it makes. Sock. And Wotan falls away with stars popping out of his head as Dr. Fate continues his pummeling and says, this is for the world you would have tossed into space to satisfy your vanity. So then he picks up the unconscious Wotan and again emits this kind of energy from his hand, the, the Dr. Fate flame, I guess that's not a bad word for it. We'll go with that. And it, the, the flame, the energy digs a hole. Because Dr. Fate says, I must chain Wotan to the earth, as Prometheus was chained to a rock. And then here uh, the the uh, narrator says, Wotan in a magical trance is encased for eternity in an air bubble and hidden beneath the earth. He would have destroyed. And we have a little image here of, of a uh, little hollowed out cavern in the earth seen from side view with Wotan levitating covered in this greenish cloak, what have you, which perhaps is his cloak. I don't know. You can't really tell. It looks more like a drape that's been draped over him. And then the final panel, triumphantly, Inza says, Smell that air, how good it is. And Dr. Fate responds, And Wotan would have destroyed all this beauty just to gain revenge and satisfy his pride. Thus, let him rest for all time to come, unable to harm a fly. It's kind of mean-sounding, but okay. Um, I haven't mentioned this before, but I noticed in this issue, uh, perhaps not issue 55 so much, it was a little tougher to read, uh, the art. But Inza is drawn with a very um, strong face, chin. It's um, it's triangular, almost. Her face it's it's really hard to de- describe really so you guys can get the understanding. But I I just I'm wondering if the way she is drawn is the artist or if he is trying to portray something about Enza with having this firm granite jaw, which is usually a um, masculine kind of trait to you know to to relay. Um, he manish, good looks, and a firm jaw. And, and But, oddly enough, Inza is kind of drawn like that. Whereas Wotan, he's drawn with a more mm, rounded, oblong kind of face. You know, looking more human-ish, although he does have dark facial hair and he has a, a green pallor to his skin, so that kind of makes him unhuman. But Inza, she just has this face and chin that is just very noticeable and then of course Dr. Fate you can't really tell cuz he's got this helmet fully covering his face and really the only thing you can see are his ears cuz the helmet like sits like on top of where his ear joins the head and covers the whole head so you can't really tell what Dr. Fate's chin is like or rather whoever the human is that is Dr. Fate and our narrator tells us Don't miss the further adventures of Dr. Fate in next month's fun comics. Although the name of the book is more fun comics. But, okay, all right. So, very whimsical. This Golden Age material from Gardner Fox and his character Dr. Fate is a lot more palatable to me than some of the other Golden Age stuff is that I have read. I've read... Various heroes, Superman, Batman, uh, Green Lantern, Flash, uh, some non-hero, non-superhero, Golden Age material. And it's all very difficult for me to digest because I am not from that time. I do not have that sensibility. So it just, it's tough for me sometimes it's a tough read reading golden age material the other stories in more fun comics actually since i have the book i've been reading you know the other stories and they're of that same difficult to digest ilk uh, but not the dr fate story so could be because i'm more interested in him i don't know but there's just something interesting about the way that he's written and the art and it dawned on me while i was reading this story that around the same time period i have read specter stories Spectre's also in more fun comics, by the way. And he, too, fought Wotan. So, you know, like a lot of bad guys, they will only have one superhero that really gives them grief. Well, unfortunately, Wotan apparently is going to have two or more if he appears later on. So, Dr. Fate and Spectre, arguably a couple of the strongest DC superheroes, you know, both busting his chops. That's got to make for a pretty poor living situation. All right, guys. uh, Remember or maybe not remember. I think I said this last time. Lords of Order is on Stitcher Radio, so you can listen to it. there, streaming. You don't have to worry about downloading it and carrying it with you. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you do stream it and listen to it. Send me some feedback. I'll talk to you guys next time about Earth 2, Issue 10, uh, as I give you my impressions on the origin of the modern incarnation of Dr. Fate, the... Um, gentleman that sounds like perhaps he's of some sort of Middle Eastern descent. Perhaps Egyptian, but we haven't really found out too much at this point. Hopefully we'll find out soon in the next episode. Talk to you guys then. Lords of Order is a Teal production. And as such is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Non-Derivative 3.0 Unported License.